What does it take to build a successful startup? To bring ideas into reality? So you have to hustle. Like, are you born with a silver spoon? Is your dad Bill Gates? Then you have to hustle. Ayatunde is the founder of Gendea, a marketplace where consumers living across the globe with a deep appreciation for the richness of our African culture can enjoy a curated shopping experience. When it comes to raising, um, there's different stages. In this podcast, we talk about the diaspora, the world's interest in Africa, and what it takes to bring ideas into reality. I want more than just a piece. Wanna be heard from the west to the east. I worked in my craft and I prayed for my time on the scene. The man have never left my team. 19, learned the right creed. Now I'm not a right breed, but I might be. In my crease, nine kids hit up my G. I'll still never sell out my theme. Well, you know about heritage. You go inherited. Don't chill with the snakes, but the flow still venomous. Perspective is everything. So much lemonade. I don't know what a lemon is. We good to go? Okay. Ayo. Hello. It's, it's exciting to have you here. Finally. I'm, I'm kind of on this track now where I'm basically bringing all my friends on the podcast. But um, it also happens that I have a lot of friends who are doing amazing things and you are right at the top. <laughs> you're lying. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Deary, dear. Uh, no, I'm being so serious. I think mm. you're doing really great work. And obviously you, the video we just showed mm-hmm. talks a bit about what you do. But um, I did say I'm doing this new thing now with, with, with these episodes where I'm actually giving people the chance to just explain who they are in their own words. Mm-hmm. So if you had to talk about yourself, mm-hmm. who I or is, you know, how would you describe just who you are? How would I describe I or I would say I'm a startup founder. You know that thing where your job or you as a founder becomes your whole life. I'm trying to deviate from that, but I'd say I'm a startup founder. Um, I'm interested in music, fashion, mentoring, mentoring others behind me. And um, yeah, I, I think I'm a, you know, a, a, a good friend, I think. I think I'm a good friend. I, th- I don't know why I felt the need to mention that, but yeah, I think uh, there's been a lot going on recently and I just um, feel like, oh, I'm a good, good person to have in people's networks. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, let's dive into that because mm. we can talk at length about what you're doing and, mm. and, the, and the startup you're building. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing. And, mm-hmm. and I think some people will click on this because mm-hmm. they want to find out about that. Mm-hmm. But on the friendship thing. Mm. So one of the kind of narratives around founders is, mm. you know, you have to become so focused on mm. what you're building. Mm-hmm. You basically obsess over what you're building mm-hmm. for a few years. Mm-hmm. A lot of your personal relationships are strained. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that what you've experienced trying to to, to build what it is you're trying to build? Of course, 100%. Um, there's, there's that, you know, strain and there's that pressure because you have to be laser focused and that is your life. And you sacrifice, I've sacrificed, you know, I, I, you know, I know what I've given up to kind of do this full time and it does seem glitzy and glamorous because of the industry I work in. But what I've come to realize in sitting down and reflecting is that I show up for my friends, I show up. Mm. I might be late, but I show up. That's good. And I and I make it a priority to be present and show up. So I'm like, hey, I'm I'm I think I'm juggling this well. Yeah. yeah. I think I need to learn from you on that. Cause I, I you know, I was speaking just in the pre- previous episode mm. about what happens in the, inevitably when you're trying to do something hard mm-hmm. is you start to kind of, you know, attach your personal well being to mm-hmm. the thing you're building. Yeah. So if the thing you're building is going well, you're up. Mm-hmm. If it's down, then mm-hmm. you're down. And obviously that's not healthy because yeah. in startup world 
it's so yeah. staccato yeah. it's so up and down like mm -hmm. it's just not healthy you look tired mm -hmm. I, I don't mean that in yeah. that you're actually yeah. tired but i know that you weren't even in this country a few days ago <laughs> yeah where were you? What were you doing? Um, I was in Riyadh. Um, we were out there on a fashion expo. Is that in Bradford? Yeah. Is that in? Uh, is that Manchester? <laughs> it's in Saudi Arabia. Okay. You know, um, which you're going to in a in a in a month, I think. Well, in a few weeks. In yeah. a few weeks, yeah. So I was in a Riyadh in Saudi Arabia um, on an expo sponsored by the government and their Ministry of Entertainment. Um, it was a streetwear sneaker expo and we were shortlisted as one of the platforms or brands to be out there so it was good because we you know got to interact with the uae kind of market you know they spend a lot of money they like luxury and just uh you know a new experience and who would have thought i think this year i've been to the most places i've traveled the most this year in my adult life and most of those trips have been for Gendeo, so which has been great um so yes it was a new experience and yeah i'll probably go back out there really yeah i liked it and was it like what we see you know human rights abuses no. dangerous don't no. go there that no. girl is so dangerous i don't know why that's in my head but yeah <laughs> was it like that oh my god no it was really? it wasn't um it, it wasn't it wasn't like that and I, and we had some good conversations with um some of the guys that we met out there um and i was just so like because of that narrative, I was so taken aback that they knew all the latest music. I know it's crazy, you know, they knew, they knew everything. And I was yeah. like, how are you guys so exposed? And they were like, yeah, because of this and that. And, and I was like, this is so cool. And, um, but yes, there is that difference. There's that difference. I think um, the UK cushions us so much. And oftentimes we're like, I can't wait to leave. I want to move. And then you go elsewhere and you're like, oh my gosh, like we have it really good. Yeah. The world is really your oyster in the UK. Yeah. And there's so many again those those guys we met out there mm. that are you know great great people ambitious and they have all these dreams and they so badly want to come to the uk and i'm just like oh gosh okay yeah well the pound isn't that great so I, yeah I, well right now so i don't think it's, they should be rushing here at all i don't think so um, either <laughs> they should spend so more some more time gosh. there it's so fascinating was mm. it like dubai this kind of this this whole saudi thing because i wasn't mm. you know i've never thought about going to saudi mm. arabia it's I never, never either it's, it's literally never been in my mind yeah. even dubai like yeah. i'm one of probably the few people the last friends i know have never been to dubai neither like you know was it like dubai was there any differences mm, they're trying to make it like dubai it's got probably five to ten years out mm. and they've i mean i say they've got to change things like allowing people to drink and stuff but as someone is, who that, doesn't what really, is that what you're waiting for no no but as someone who doesn't really don't do that as someone who doesn't really drink <laughs> just the as questions. someone who doesn't even really drink yeah or, at all really um I don't think it's necessary for them to change that for it to really become like Dubai. The reason why I said they're five to 10 years out is because there's still so much to build yeah. and you're there and it's like develop, 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 derelict and abandon and then develop, develop. And so you can tell it's on its way, but it's great. They have all of the stuff. I mean, from a fashion perspective, they have the malls with all the big brands in there. Um, they have Nusret there. We went there. Um, important places. Important places. <laughs> you know, so yeah. Saudi, Saudi's nice. I'd yeah. go there again. Well, Riyadh is nice. There's obviously Jeddah and Mecca, and all, which are probably more, you know, um, more religious. Yeah, more kind of, you know, yeah. The, so not, not, maybe not for tourists. Yeah, uh, yeah, know, per se. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, fascinating. I, before we get into what you're, what, you know, what you're doing, mm. and I do want to get into there. I'm just trying to remember when I, when we first met. Mm. As you were speaking, I was like, when did I first meet you? Do you mm. remember when it was? 
I'm trying to remember no right now. Because we, we've always had like mutual friends and yeah. we've always like kind of crossed paths. Yeah. And then through that, it was like, I know you and you're like, I know you. And then it was like, oh, we're friends. But it was, yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. it I was. Can't, I can't think of like an input. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just that, oh, I see you. I see you. I always see you. It's like, oh, hey, bro. Friends. Yeah. I mean, it's been years. Yeah. Um, and, <clears throat> you know, I, I bring that up because I'm just wondering, you know, mm. if you're one of those founders who... Mm. You know, from a young age, you've always been <laughs> building businesses. You know, no. I, again, I spoke about it in the previous podcast. Mm. And we had a Q and A episode, mm. um, and I was like, I was never a an entrepreneur. I didn't sell in school. I didn't sell in school. Spoke about that. Never, no. never. So, like with you, you're mm. now your business is kind of in the fashion industry, mm-hmm. high fashion. Mm-hmm. And you're going you're gonna to tell us a bit more about mm. it. But before we get there, uh, did you always think you'd be doing this? Has this always been a sort of, at some stage, I will be a business person or founder or, or something like that? So two things. I always knew I was interested in fashion because yeah. um, when I'd watch things. So let's say we've watched the same thing. Your takeaway could have been like, oh, I wonder, like that political sort of commentary there. I wonder how it really plays into real life. What I would have taken away from that same thing is, I really like that suit he was wearing in that second scene. I wonder what designer it is. I'm going to go find it. Got it. So I've always been interested in fashion. And then as I, you know, uh, went to uni and all of that stuff, I always used to tell my friends, everyone, I was, I was going to uh, be a banker and then leave to work at GQ. So I always would say I was going to work in fashion eventually, but I was going to do the whole corporate thing. So I knew I was interested in fashion and I knew I wanted to leave at some point to work in the industry. But I didn't know that I didn't, I was, as, as we said, I wasn't an entrepreneur like that. I never sold anything and whatnot from early. So I didn't know that I'd have my own business. I just knew I wanted to eventually work in fashion. So how that manifested um, to this point, um, when I was working um, in, on my grad scheme at Sokgen, um, kind of the grad program they had, I started a magazine. It was a yeah. lifestyle and fashion magazine. And I guess I always forget that element when I'm speaking to investors and stuff about my background and my journey. But everyone reminds me how important and how interlinked that is because that was my first foray into being a fashion entrepreneur. Yeah. And there's so many crossovers and so many people and things that I did back then and brought to into the mix of art value as it was called that are now like kind of showing up and reflecting with the journey with in, with Jendaya. So that was how it first showed up. I was like, whilst I was working, I started a magazine. And then I was like, I want to do a master's and I knew it had to be an entrepreneur. Um, it had to be an entrepreneurial Why master's. Just because I think at that point, I knew that my thing was, if I was gonna give up um, earning and whatnot, it needed to be a master's that I would enjoy yeah. and that was going to be relevant to my new found interest in being an entrepreneur. So that entrepreneur awakening came when I was like working my grad job. It wasn't something that from early I knew that I was going to be. That's fascinating actually, because yeah. a lot of people listening and watching to this, mm. and by the way, guys, you know, I'm speaking up for you. Mm. Don't forget to like, comment and I'm joking. <laughs> a lot of the people who are watching this mm. probably are in a full-time job. Yes. In fact, this lovely producer we have behind the scenes. <laughs> lovely. Uh, she, she asked me to bring her up at some stage. So yes. this, is, this is what's happening. She's someone who also, you know, in a professional career, you know, mm. doing well, that kind, mm-hmm. all that kind of good stuff. And then there's, you know, you start getting this business Itch. idea bubbling yeah. inside mm-hmm. of you. Or like, you kind of think I can mm. do more. I can do something else, whatever mm. it is. How hard is it to actually quit your job mm. and jump at this 
world of trying to make your ideas come to life? How hard is it? Um, I think it's, I think it's as hard as you make it. It's as hard as you make it. And, and the reason why I say that- Self-help podcast activated. <laughs> it's as hard as you make it. Because if you really if you really think that, oh my gosh, I can't live without this job and mm. I don't really believe in this idea, but I, I want to try it out and I've got all of these other responsibilities, which is not maybe not of your fault or of, you know, of your choice, then you're going to really be stuck. But if you think, actually, I want to hustle. I want to- take a risk, yeah. then you'll do it. But who wants to hustle though? Because I hear that well, all the time. Well, I mean, see, but this is the thing. Like, if, but this is, I guess, risk, the profile is, you know, high risk, high reward, or is the saying is high risk, high reward. And if you really want something, you go for it. And nothing, nothing good is ever easy. But that's the reality. Like, these yeah. things sound cheesy. So you have to hustle. Like, are you born with a silver spoon? Is your dad Bill Gates? Then you have to hustle. Simple. Yeah. I, I think the reason I bring up bring a hustle is because I remember kind of three years into doing common sense. Can I have asterisks? Yeah, go ahead. You have to hustle if you're not obviously silver spoon. Yeah. But hustle sensibly, work smart, not hard. But yeah. you can't escape the hustle. You can't escape the hustle. I think, well, I think for me, mm -hmm. the work, you know, maybe it's just, it might just be terms, right? Mm -hmm. So work hard, mm -hmm. I'm on board. Mm -hmm. I remember when I first kind of had that kind of, you know, response to hustle when mm -hmm. three years into common sense mm -hmm. uh someone was like how's it going how's the hustle and i was like hustle mm. i was like but sir <laughs> i'm not trying to hustle soft life you are you are the first well, ambassador of soft life i man. i absolutely detest that term <laughs> and i am not a part of that camp at all i love hard work uh, you know a fair day's wage for a hard day's work yeah. that's, that's you know but my point is mm. The beginning of, of anything is always mm. difficult because mm -hmm. you're trying to get traction. But after mm -hmm. a while, I think, you know, you should sort of get to a stage where you're starting to see some, some smooth sailings, yeah. right? And, um, but I, I guess hustle just connotes just like, yeah burning yeah. at both ends. Just and I've never, I've, no, and no, that's no, the I, thing. No, that's no, why that. I really, need, I, I thought, well, let me asterisk that. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think I'm one of those founders who sleepless nights, maybe, and sleepless nights, it's never for like just, because sleepless nights just yeah. because it might be because we have a really big uh, like uh, conversation or meeting and and I might lose a bit of sleep because I'm like anxious about it and whatnot but I've never I've never just been one of those like founders to be like oh I need to like everyone needs to know that I'm a founder because and that and that expresses itself in hmm. long nights and just like okay no, that's never. I'm to trying me. to. I'm trying to think if I, if I had a sleepless night. Maybe I'm a really, really bad founder. No, you're not a bad founder. Do you know what it is? I think when I when we did a we did a Kickstarter campaign mm. to get started, right? Mm. So Kickstarter is one of those yeah. all, or, all or nothing platforms. Mm -hmm. It's actually a really good platform mm. if you're looking to launch a, a, a product because mm -hmm. it demonstrates a market even mm -hmm. before you kind of mm -hmm. have anything. Mm -hmm. So for instance, this is not a paid ad for Kickstarter. By yeah, way. I mean, there's other ones. There's yeah. there's lots of kind of there's uh, uh, other platforms are available. But um, <laughs> my point is, you know, stairs into Mike. <laughs> My, my point is, you know, if you're trying to raise, you know, 10K mm -hmm. and you can find 600 people to mm -hmm. give you a bit of money to raise that 10K, mm -hmm. then you've demonstrated the market exists mm -hmm. for what you're doing, you know, you know 100, 200, 300 people put it mm -hmm. in their pocket. Mm -hmm. But I remember when, when we were doing the Kickstarter campaign, trying to raise 50,000 mm pounds in 50 days, I do remember definitely having a sleepless night yeah, because it, it was all or nothing. Because if, if you miss it. sometimes. But beyond that, bro, maybe it's because I'm a Christian. You know, Jesus yeah. promises peace that surpasses all understanding. Yes, and I, I like and, that. I like that. <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Ooh. I'm playing. And so, oh, I'm not playing. He does offer that. Yeah. But my point yeah. is, I, I'm aligned with that. May, okay, maybe it's and that. that's probably why. I can't remember yeah. really no, but having we've a... Just, we've, just, we've just agreed. Yeah. You've, uh, the sleepless nights that I remember I, ju- I described is usually just because I'm preparing for something or I'm waiting on an answer because mm. it's high stakes. But other than that, I'm enjoying the journey. Not that mm. it's not hard. Not that I don't feel it's strenuous. Not that I don't sometimes feel like, wow, yeah. I'm re- I've really chosen this like hard, like, but I'm just, I'm cool. I'm chilled. I'm yeah. like, hmm, it's going to work out. That's the one. It's happened and before. I f- it's and I found again. that the journey mm. is just as important as mm. like the destination, the destination, which is something I know it sounds cliche, goal, but no. bro, you know, we, we've so. got a space here now, mm. which a lovely wasn't, a ch- wasn't a, ch- oh, thank you. Yes. Thank you. Taking uh, which was an achievement, um, yeah. right, for us. But mm. at the same time, the four years where we where I was surfing mm. Starbucks, mm. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I had I, I met interesting people. Mm. I had random conversations. Mm. You know, that was good as well. Mm. Now, I know someone listening is like, what does he do? What do we're, I do? <laughs> so yes. people will be wondering, yeah. you know, at some stage, you've got to talk about what you do. <laughs> so let's talk about what, what you're building, Jendaya. Mm. Let's mm-hmm. talk about, you know, the mission statement. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're literally pitching to random people from around the world, you know, right now. So I'm sure mm. you, you've got everything in check. So yes. stage is yours. Woo. Uh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. So, um, yeah, no, Jendaya. Jendaya is a luxury e-commerce platform for the global citizen, Africa included. I think I've said that a million times now. So, I mean, to put it in context, it's like far-fetched but for Africa, with the focus on Africa, um, notwithstanding it's still a very global platform. So our focus is the consumer shopping from the continent, Malawi, Kenya, Nigeria, Ghana, South Africa, wherever. Um, but that that customer in itself is also very global. They're very metropolitan, they're exposed, they're worldly. Um, so in itself, in, in that essence, Jendaya is for the global con- a citizen, the global luxury buyer. Um, but we just have a focus on those coming from the continent because when you're back home, where do you go? As one of my friends say, says, where do you go to get drip when you're back home? It's like, yeah, that's true. Where do they go? And what they do is they often send friends, family, or use a personal shopper to get their goods, their luxury goods into the continent. So essentially first to market, building something that is of the level and standard of Net-A-Porter, of matches, of Farfetch, but for Africa. That's what, that's essentially at its core what what we do. So like, you know, I, you know, I I get it, but Mm. I think I always like to do this kind of simple walkthrough. Mm. We, We just sat down, I don't know when we recorded it with um, a founder of some uh, a, a new cashless currency for homeless people or something yeah, like that. And he, like expla- that. he explained it, but yeah. I just I just did what I'm about to do now, uh-huh. which is kind of walk through it. Mm. So, so essentially, mm. I'm in Africa mm-hmm. or anywhere mm-hmm. really, but let's say I'm in Africa. Mm. I'm in Nigeria. Mm-hmm. I was going to tell you to get specific. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In Africa, I'm not that person. <laughs> what did you do last week? I went to Africa. I'm like, <laughs> really? Africa. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, mm. it reminds me of Mean Girls. Remember yeah. Mean Girls? Yeah, I remember. That film. What's the What's the line? There was a period where oh, like, yeah, like she, she's, from Africa. she's from Africa. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Anyways. <laughs> How I'm in Africa. I'm in Nigeria. Yes. I won, you know, some new Balenciagas. Mm-hmm. Balenciagas. What, what, <laughs> what, what are they? No, they're right. But okay. it was the way you Bal- said it. Bal- I want some Balenciagas. Am I correct? Right. You are. Okay. Balenciagas. Balenciagas. Yeah. Go on. And uh, so, <clears throat> you know, right now, options. how do I get it? Yeah, your current options is either to get your cousin Taiwo in London when he's coming back. Well, to- my name, I, I have no black cousins. My name is, I'm joking. Go. Well, I'm telling you your options, <laughs> right? I'm telling you your options. It's to get your cousin in the States, in Dubai, in, in London to bring them back for you, even though you need them tomorrow and he's coming in a week. 
one option one or you do find one of these existing platforms essence matches whatever who do deliver to that country in africa you are you are in but it's likely to um take quite a while and they're going to add um you know quite a bit of a levy Shipping on top of that kind of things and a hefty one um because you know customs is always the same customs or then thirdly your other option is to use a personal shopper and obviously a personal shopper is going to add their, their levy on top of that you know so those are your three options jendaya comes into play and the same way here if i wanted exactly those same same pair of balenciagas i don't really have to think about it there's about 10 12 different platforms i can go on that i can have the peace of mind to for one have the choice and the luxury experience to receive those balenciagas the time and day and how I want it, where I want it. So Jendeo is going to be, is trying to be that for the African continent. And would it be like an app or would it be like a website? So it's a website currently, but we're definitely making it into an app. Yeah. Because um, app usage in Africa is the second biggest after China. Really? It's uh, it's important. That's so fascinating. Because you you wouldn't think that, would you? No, everyone has a phone, right? So, well, yeah, mobile usage is also this is also the second biggest. Yeah, after 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 China, I think I just said that. So it's important, and just generally, even in luxury e-com, all of the luxury e-commerce platforms have an app. Interesting because I don't shop luxury on an app, but every single luxury e-commerce platform has an app. So it's indication. It's an indication of something. So we're yeah, building yeah, an yeah. app anyway. <laughs> yeah, but for Africa, we 100 percent are building an app because the, the reason. The reason I just think like this is such a like a, you know. Like the focus in Africa, I mm. welcome. Mm. It's because so many people, mainly in this country, mm. always think about Africa as like an afterthought mm. when it's literally the one of the biggest markets that we yes. ought to be kind of you know, thinking about, right? Yeah. Hundred um, percent. I think what happens is Africa is always the final frontier of every industry. So think of any industry. Africa is always the last place people go to extract that growth and tap into the wealth and the the wealth opportunity and the growth opportunity. It's no different with fashion. Africa is now that final frontier. We've done Europe, we've done America, we've done Asia. Middle East is having its run right now. Africa has the second fastest compound annual growth rate in terms of personal luxury goods buying, um, you know, after the Middle East. So it's Africa is now the focus. So it's like, okay, it's a perfect timing as well as everything else. The global conversation around Africa, Afrobeats is like, the, the genre of the moment. It's the zeitgeist. As yeah, yeah. So that is coinciding with the fact that Africa is where everyone's attention should be now, especially for things like entertainment, luxury and things like yeah. that. Do, what, but what do you think about all this new in, uh, attention in Africa though? Do you mm. think it might be extractive and exploitative in, in some way or do you welcome it? Because of course, I don't want to get political, mm. but we, we know about neo-colonization. Uh, mm. co- mm. We know about China's mm. interest in Africa. Mm. You know, these aren't all just benevolent, you mm. know, great things. Yeah. And now a lot of businesses that are thinking about Africa, mm. are they thinking about it solely as a market to tap into and extract mm. as much as you said, profit or whatever mm. it is? Or do you think it's gonna be long lasting change and building the infrastructure? Because that that might be what someone's saying is that all these mm. businesses are just going to Africa to just mine it mm. again for resources and then cut. I think, I think I'll speak to the the fashion industry. So, which is what I, you know, I will know a bit more. Yeah. So what I can say is that African designers, I think are getting there just due. They're, it's not, it doesn't seem like a, is it smash and grab sort of yeah, job yeah. at the moment with the luxury industry on the continent. It's, um, you know, we have Orange Culture, Tokyo James, Onalaja, Rich Mincy. There's, there's so many Kilintar, there's so many brands that are doing amazing things. And they're the, all their founders are from the continent. You know, um, what's his name? Um, why am I forgetting it? 
I, I can see it in my mind right now. Kenneth Eze, all of these guys, they're doing amazing things and they're from the continent and they're getting- And who are they? Are they designers? Designers and, you know, other, other and there's other others, other people in the creative industry who are not just designers, photographers, Stephen Tyrell. We have people who are also facilitating the growth of the industry who are getting their just due. Um, so merchandisers and retailers from the continent who are being- um, recognized so yeah. i think in terms of the 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 accreditation with the growth i think those from the continent are getting their just due yeah so i don't think it's exploitative yeah i mean i i, I only bring it up because it was literally a conversation i was mm. having weeks ago mm. especially on afro beats mm. on afro beat and how you know what you know what? i don't think it's exploitative in afro beats have though. you seen um uh, because they're all making Kanye, yeah, Kanye, Kanye. sorry just Kelly Rowland mm. she just uh, jumped on that Iris Star we took Iris Star to the Burberry after party and she yeah. went to go to the show through us as well how did you how, how so did you did you see that song what, um, what was your thoughts if you haven't listened yeah I, I have listened to listened, it sorry. I've listened to it um, what did I think I, I, I like Kelly Rowland she's, likewise she's an icon yeah. legend yeah um, come what on did show, I think Kelly. of the remix what did, <laughs> come on the show Kelly um, what did I think of um what did I think of the the song? Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't really like the remix. I just thought sounds cool, but it, it didn't really take me anywhere. I was just like, oh, okay, cool. And it's a good look for Ira. I liked it for her, yeah. you know, and what it means for the culture. Kelly's obviously a, a legend, so you know, I liked it for that. But I don't know. I don't. Um, I didn't like it beyond the look. Um, and sometimes things don't have to be more than a look, right? Yeah. Because I'm sure Ira actually benefited off it way more than Kelly did. Absolutely. So, so, and this is what I was going to circle back and say in terms of uh, it being exploitative with Africa and Afrobeats. I don't think it is. All of them are making, the, uh, it's not all about money, but money is a big part of that, right? They're making, these guys, gone are the days where you're an Afrobeats artist and you're struggling. These guys are making their, what they should be making because they are in the genre of the moment. Whether you're a newbie or an older, you are, you are, yeah. you are, you're seeing the fruits of your cultural impact. So I don't think they're being exploited. And it's, and it's really good to see. Yeah, right? it's, it's really great good to see, see. especially well historic, historically not, not seeing yeah. it. I just find it, I mean, from a music level, I just mm. think it's so interesting when Americans jump on on African, it, it, it just changes before, the, the before vibe. Before I used to feel like that, like, oh, why are they just jumping on it now? We've known yeah. about it for years. But, but why shouldn't they? Mm. Why shouldn't they? I think I, I, I'm equating, I often do this now, but I equate the run Afrobeats is having with like hip hop. Like, so mm. I say um, Afrobeats is in its year 2000s era of hip hop. So, <laughs> you know, so, you know, hip hop started in the 80s. So if you bet on hip hop in the 80s, you're probably a billionaire now. Like any a, a business idea or an artist or something, you're, you've grown with them and, you know, they're where they are now. So the Jay-Z's, the Diddy's and all of that. Um, of the world, uh, the you know what's his name, Dr. Dre's. In the two thousands, then it became a bit of a. It was a more of a. It started to be be the phenomenon that it is now. And if you bet on it, then you weren't the earliest, but you've probably got a bang for your buck. And now it's the most popular genre in the world. Hip hop is, mm. you know, and still and consistently has been for a few years, you know. So hip, uh, Afrobeats is having its two thousands run now, where everyone who's coming in is going to be successful and is and is making waves, and there's and they're the, the talk of the town. So you know, if you didn't bet on it back then, bet on it now. Otherwise, yeah. you're missing the moving train. Um, so I love that. Yeah. I mean, let, let, let's let's shift gears and talk about behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I always love talking about behind the scenes. You know, mm -hmm. as, as someone who's 
involved in God knows how many random projects and mm. businesses and organizations. I love behind the scenes because, you know, luxury is something that looks lovely. Of mm -hmm. course, it's luxury. Mm -hmm. But behind the scenes, there's a lot of uh, stuff that mm -hmm. needs to be done to mm -hmm. make it work. Mm -hmm. So you've got this amazing idea, this mm -hmm. business idea, right? Which you've, you just, you've articulated to, to, to our listeners and, and viewers. Um, so how does one make that a reality? You know, do you, you know, do, do you just get to work? Mm. Do you have to, I mean, how does it work? How do you actually mm. make that a reality? Yeah, no, so I, I guess I'll answer that through the journey that we took. So we, we entered a luxury e, luxury e-commerce, no. It was a luxury um, startup. It was a, it was a luxury startup. <laughs> it was a um, competition for luxury startups with the University of Monaco in 2018. Yes, in 2018, and we got to the semi-finals, and we thought, "Oh, this this idea definitely has legs." I mean, uh, the research that we did before that showed that, and the the personal anecdotes. Yeah. So then it was like we we the the competition made us do a pitch deck, so we did that pitch deck and help us it helped us crystallize our thoughts even more. Then I did a masters in um in. Why am I forgetting what the mark is? It entrepreneurism or entrepreneur? Oh my lord! What is that? What would it be called? What you're asking the me? Word. The masters you did. Entrepreneurship. Okay. Thank you so much. Are you asking me the masters you did? Huh? Yeah, like I was asking you the masters I did because for a second there I, I forgot the word. <laughs> I did a masters in entrepreneurship, which in real time helped helped me again to crystallize and to understand what exactly you need to do and what it takes to turn yeah. an idea into reality. So the start the the luxury startup competition, doing a masters, and then I worked at a startup for a year and a bit. Um, and that was mainly to learn. That was. I mean, I needed money. And also learn, <laughs> learning, <laughs> I needed to learn. So um, I worked there and they just, they were just, they just got acquired. So it was good to see what that environment was like and that transitionary got period. It. So I did that. Um, and again, from that learning lessons and speaking to people, again, learning and unlearning is what I like to call the whole period of being a, a founder. You you don't know everything and every day is a learning and unlearning and an unlearning moment. Yeah. So doing that and then, we kind of also launched the first aspect or first iteration of Jendea, um, kind of the less um, attritious sort of version of that, which was a blog essentially, yeah. content only, um, where we were covering um, different individuals from the uh, design and fashion scene um, who were African, whether from the continent or globally and through that that's how we got the you know the exposure and the, the 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 kind of people looking into what we were building and then raising funds during that period um and also during this period networking like crazy going to events um speaking to people people yeah. introducing me to people who would then introduce me to people um which is what allowed us to get into spaces um like you know during that period i was consulting again for um, a company called Disturbing London. So for, even through that opportunity, I met people who introduced me to other people yeah, yeah. who, you know, I took that back to the journey that I was building on on, on Jendea. And then um, we launched the e-commerce platform. So which is the, the current iteration, which is like MVP2 currently, which is invite only. So we did that intentionally to keep it small um, and to also be in line with the funds we had raised from family and friends. Got it. Um, so that's kind of the journey so far. And right now we're raising a pre-seed round. So yeah. um, to scale to the next level. Got it. Yeah. And it's and it's interesting because it's it's a, it's a business that really works at scale. Mm. It needs to be at scale. It scale. It, you, We've you, had you, this conversation, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's, 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 okay. So let's do this. Mm -hmm. This is, I guess, fun. Yes. Sorry, I sound like a robot. I guess this, this is I guess this fun. is fun. Yes. 
So it's like a producer so I had in me a game. Like we should fun. now play a game. <laughs> this game. Yeah. <laughs> this will be fun. Mm. Um so I mean pardon me, I'm I'm in two minds because mm-hmm. you know in fact let's talk a bit more about the race. Mm-hmm. And then and then and then I guess but again I know that it's so it's live, right? So there's mm-hmm. so much happening. I don't mm-hmm. wanna I don't wanna open that box if 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 I know. can just tell you the stuff that I'm allowed to share. Okay, that might be helpful because yeah. I think you know I I was wondering how to tie that up, but I think that might be helpful if you mm. just share you know, so you're trying to raise, you're trying to, because traction? it works out scales. No, no, no. Yeah, some people yeah. might be like, you know, what does that look like yeah. and what's going on there? Okay, so when it comes Before to- Before we play the game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when it when it comes to raising, um, there's different stages. Again, by the book, my master's taught me about what that looks like, right? So there's proceed. So, there's family and friends. Family and friends. See? So, and again, this is some of these stages are new, so gotcha. they're not. They've not, you know, by the book. So there's family and friends where we raise just over 250k over two years, um, and we we are venture backed through that round. So we got some uh, VC investing us through in there. We have uh, Maisie Williams, Iris Star from Game of Thrones is one of our angel investors, and a lot of great family and friends, you know, who believe in us. But at that stage when you're trying to raise, because family and friends should be the easiest round to raise yeah. because it's and it's normally for let it's not me a lot less yes normally a lot less um you're asking for a lot less um and family and friends believe in you so even without a deck if they believe in what you're building and they you know they believe in that passion they'd write you a check as long as they can afford that minimum right so that's what we did for two two and a bit years you know whilst we were learning and unlearning as i call it and building that first iteration up until the current iteration that has gotten us to where we are now now the next round after that is usually a pre-seed or a seed but main, usually a pre-seed in this day and age. So that pre-seed is where you usually rely heavily on institutional investors like VCs and angels that can write hefty size checks, maybe even up to a million because they've got it like that, right? And at this point is where you need traction, some tra- some good traction. Other people, yes, have the privilege of raising pre-seeds and seeds without the business up they, and running. They, they, they tend to have less melanin in their skin. Yes. That too, or it's a fintech or crypto startup, and it's like, yeah. yeah, let's put some money in that. Let's give you three million to build this thing you've shown me on paper. Um, so, to raise those pre-seeds and seeds and beyond, um, usually need traction. What does traction look like for us? We've got over a hundred brands that um, are on the e-com side, so you can shop on the platform. Obviously, if you've got the access code, because that is part of the iteration currently, it's invite only. Um, we've uh, made over a hundred k in contracted work. Um, and I'll come to that, that where a lot of that is coming from at the moment um, in revenue from the e-com and contracted work. Um, we have, um, you know, we've been featured in like, you know, business of fashion, um, Vogue business. Um, and in terms of the, well, what, what traction also looks like for us is that we have clients not just brands that you can buy on the platform, but Jendaya has an agency in which um, we help brands access the continent. We help brands um, show their intentionality and navigate the continent of Africa from a luxury or premium perspective. Which is brilliant. Yeah, so clients like Oswald Boateng, Paul Smith, Casablanca, Burberry, and we do everything from data and insights to ads and marketing to brick and mortar partnership sourcing to the things that a lot of people have seen, getting Burner Boy, dressing Burner Boy in Casablanca, getting Davido and AG to the Burberry show, um, you know, things like that. That's what people see, you know, um, quite a bit. So, you know, it, it ranges, um, but that agency during this pilot period has been great. That's like our B2B business and the Got B2C it. is the e-com. And that's a great because most businesses yeah. now, I mean, you want to have 
multi, obviously multiple streams Stream of, of income, income but you yeah. also want a kind of um adaptive mm. you know business model mm. that, that doesn't have one kind of revenue stream exactly. or one kind of profit yeah. because then it'd be it's so hard yeah. so, I, I, so i love the fact that businesses these days yeah. will have a, a very thriving b2b side yeah. even yeah. whilst they're kind of building yeah so is that yeah. something you've done intentionally or so, has it sort of happened? So so we always knew we had a B2B business within Gendaya. Um We always knew that we had it, but we it, the way it started, it manifested itself was, um, I think it was like accidentally. <laughs> um, we didn't we didn't intend to explore that B2B side doing yeah. this pilot, doing this econ pilot. But in February, um, one of our advisors who also manages... Um, a really big sports brand in West Africa, um, a global sports brand. She was like, look, Davido's in town. I want you to come and just help us sort things out. So we went there. We essentially were the social media managers, the content managers in Davido's, well, David's chaperone for the day. Um, and it was kind of like, well, this is a service we're doing for Puma. Um, okay. So then it was like, okay, we can charge for this. We can yeah. send an invoice for this. And then funnily enough, that same weekend was um, kind of like the beginning of my friendship. Well, yeah, with like um, a really big creative director. And you know who uh, I'm talking about. I don't, oh, I do, but yeah. do you, are you don't know how to say it? Maybe we shouldn't. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't. And then, <laughs> and, and, um, and so I, I met him for the first time after we had just been speaking. We met at the WizKid concert and then yeah. we'd just been speaking online. I met him for the first time properly in person that same weekend. And I was like, by the way, well, we just worked with Puma doing this stuff for DeVito. Yeah. Can we dress him for his tour and can he come to the, the, the show, your show? And it was like, kind of like, yeah, why not? And then we started doing work with Burberry. Yeah. So, and then it started like being, and then we started getting reverse inquiries. This yeah. person's manager and that person's manager, whether sports stars, musician, NBA players. And, that, and, then, and the funny thing is that's yeah. actually a whole business in and of itself, whole right? Business if you're itself. smart. And this yeah. is probably good advice for people who are building a business mm. because the same thing happened with us. You know, mm. we're trying to build this yeah. news network yeah. and, you know, you're trying to generate traction, mm. users, readers. And they got to a stage where, you know, we had like maybe like 12,000 mm. people mm. on our email mm. list. And mm. we we're like, Oh, there's a lot of people mm. kind of thing. But again, because my goal is like 200,000, mm. I'm like, this is nothing. Mm. We need to work harder. Mm. Until a brand says, oh, we'll pay you 10K yeah, to yeah, access yeah, just them. Yeah. And you guys just send this yeah, to them. And I'm yeah. like, sorry, what? Yeah, exactly. But like 10K. And I was like, yeah. sorry, what? Yeah. Then you realize yeah. this is, you know, yeah. even whilst we're trying to get to yeah. where we need to be, you know, B2C side, yeah. there's a lot you can do B2B. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, again, speaking to, say, black people, mm. for instance, you know, our culture, I think, mm. is so special that mm. a lot of businesses, they like, they want to tap into it. Mm. Now, diversity mm. is something they're interested mm. in. And so if you're building a business, mm. that's actually something you could monetize even before you develop a really, you know, great Spectacular, you know, yeah. revenue yeah. model. That, that's something you can, like, people can pay yeah. you right now yeah. to access what you know the yeah. audience you're building yeah. um and you just i mean even the rise of micro influencers mm. is another mm. interesting thing right mm. you know you you, you with four thousand followers yeah. on twitter yeah. or on instagram mm. you literally can make money yeah, from, from that yeah. so i just find it it's the best time to mm. start something mm -hmm. and to be able to finance mm -hmm. it because you can be making money whilst yeah, you're, you're building, building the business yeah, and exactly and that's just i mean it's yeah. just it's it's genius from yeah. you guys that you've managed to see that 
that so, yeah. so that so that's really played a good part and especially in the conversations we're having with certain investors they they love that they love yeah. that part and they're like oh wow that actually then impacts your b2c because what you can do because we're a marketplace is actually take more commission because exactly. what you're doing what you're doing is building a, a market from scratch for all these guys so you know so raising that pre-seed and traction that's what that looks like and then after you raise a seed and then a series a b c d until the exit which is either an acquisition or you list, you you go to market and an IPO. Yeah. An IPO, yes. basically. Okay, so let's talk about some highlights because <laughs> some people watching this, maybe mm -hmm. they're making tea or coffee mm -hmm. and they're mm -hmm. like, what, burner boy? Mm -hmm. So of course there's like behind the scene highlights and it's mm -hmm. always interesting for founders, mm -hmm. but what people think are highlights for you mm -hmm. isn't what, I remember when yeah. we did like, I think there was one time like Simone Biles mm -hmm. like followed us on Twitter or yeah, something. I was like, like oh, yeah. and I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. I really need mm. a, biz a business that has repeatable yeah, kind of like, yeah. like income yeah. kind of vibe. Yeah. So let's not talk so much about that. Mm. Let's talk about just some of the high notes you've mm. had, even from a kind of public facing mm. side that that's really made you think, oh, we're, we're doing something here. We're onto yeah, something. Yeah, we're doing something here. Um, I, I think, um, yeah, the business highlights, as you mentioned, are to me are the things that make me excited so all of this other burner boy i'm always just like okay great great i love those opportunities get a picture and they should <laughs> and they should continue coming yeah but um the stuff that makes me excited is i think three i think three things that have really made me sorry is it stopped as well no it's not stopped yeah just when you talk yeah and you use your hand yeah you oh oh wow okay all right Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's very helpful. Um, thank you. So just start from three things. Yeah. So the three things that um, that were or have been exciting to me is one, um, Natalie Massonet. So befriending her. So in the pandemic, she's the founder of Netaporte, the whole reason why luxury e-commerce exists. And to get her support, approval, backing, I mean, the conversations we've had, the validation. I mean, I, I think I've pretty much built myself up to the point where I I think I, I know we're building something special. Amazing. But to hear from her, everything she's told us over the past two years, specifically the month of July into August, I was like... I made. Oh, talk to me nice. <laughs> so so I love it. Natalie Massonet won. Um, another person who's taken note of us who I was like... Again, pretty early on, um, Carmen Busquets, um, she's invested in every fashion business, whether it's List, Farfetch, Net-A-Porter, business of fashion. Um, very early on, she she followed us. We had a conversation and were continuously in her orbit because some of the people in our on our advisory board have worked with her or, you know, or in companies she's invested. And we've also heard great things back from her. So I'm like, okay, we must Amazing. be doing something here. Um, and then I guess thirdly, just being picked as one of the mentees for, there's a lot of Italians in, in luxury e-commerce and luxury fashion, but um, Federico Marchetti, who is the uh, chairman and CEO of Ukes Netaporte Group. So he's our mentor and we touch base every every so often, every few months. And um, yeah, he's also very excited about what we're building. And I'm like, okay, this is validation for me. Yeah. Everything else is cool. And it's it brings the viral moments and it's what, gets consumers talking and knowing about us. But I think those things is what, you know, really opens doors and gives me peace of mind. Like, yeah. all right, it's not just the glitz and glam, it's real people acknowledging this. 
and it's a really good I mean I think you're such a great case study mm. because and I, and I love people who build in public because mm. people get to watch you mm. and see what's going on mm-hmm. you document your journey mm-hmm. you know people can follow you and mm-hmm. see that but I think the reason why it's such a great model and it's mm. actually something I did not do well so mm. this is one area I failed that you definitely succeeded mm. when we started mm. Common Sense mm. our, our rhetoric was the mainstream media is broken mm-hmm. everything in the media is broken mm-hmm. the media is a joke the mm. media is a mess mm. and so people were like you know you get you're starting a news network why not you know reach out to the editor-in-chief of the mm. daily mail and mm. editor-in-chief and mm. then try and, and i was like no mm. they are the problem yeah we're gonna do it by ourselves yeah. like a nigerian man yeah. we're going to walk hard by ourselves and we're going to do diligence <laughs> yes. and hard work and the grace of god we will succeed <laughs> kind of vibe, right and and you know <laughs> thankfully it hasn't yeah. been a total failure mm. you know there's been some cool things happen no but ultimately bro. it is something i've i kind of regret mm. uh, for want of a better term which is the best way to, to build, even if you're building a disruptor brand, mm. is to consult folks mm. you've been in the business for much mm. longer. Mm. Because mm. some of those founders mm. may still have destructive mm. tendencies, mm. i.e. They, they could have been destructive mm. CEOs themselves. Mm. But as you know, when a business gets big, mm. it's no longer you. Yeah. And so it's, oftentimes yeah. it's the business that restricts them from mm. doing what they really want to do. Mm. So when they spot you, mm. a true like, disruptor, ooh. they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, this wanna, guy yeah. isn't doesn't have the debt we yeah, have, yeah. doesn't have the debt financing, yeah, yeah. doesn't have, you know, doesn't have to move a staff for yeah. 12,000. Yeah. So they're like, we can help yeah, him yeah. At or her. Yeah, yeah actually create mm. the change in the market mm. we've been trying to mm. create, but we can't because mm. we're locked in this mm. kind of massive ship that That's we exactly, it would yeah. take 10 years to turn around. Yeah. And so if I approach the editor-in-chief of whatever, mm. who knows whether they would have been like, oh yeah, yeah. like we mm. definitely see the problem you see. Mm. Let's fund you, mm. let's make it work. Mm. Rather it's not than, too late. Of course and not. And I know you're already even doing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's lots of cool <laughs> things happening behind yeah. the scenes. My point is, mm. just as a case study for mm. those, who, those mm. who are starting their own businesses, Principles of building. If you're starting something from scratch, yeah. survey the land. Yeah. Who's been here before? Yeah. What's going on? And mm-hmm. I just don't think people do that enough. They kind of just get into it, get building, go for it. And you're and, like, and mate. This is, yeah. And this is, and this is, I think we talked about hustle earlier. Yeah. I think when you hustle and you, you love what you're building and you're willing to sacrifice and all that good stuff, you also become a student of that industry the student of the space so a lot of the people i've just mentioned to somebody else it's like who the hell are those people but if you are a if you are a lover of the industry if you know a lot about or you 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 learn you're consistently find seeing yourself as a student of the industry you know that those people are important you know so I mean, one of the wildest things, just to your point about mm. this, I remember speaking to somebody because, you know, we, we do share an interest in fashion. I'm mm. interested in fashion. You know, I'm, I'm not interested in wearing clothes myself, mm. but the always been a student of, of especially history. Mm. Um, and I remember t- a, someone telling me once that they wanted to start like a fashion brand and mm. like high fashion, all that kind of mm. stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. And I remember mentioning to them, just like off the cuff, I was like, oh, that's, I actually just uh, finished watching a, uh, um, a documentary on mm. um, on Anna Wintour, you mm. know, moving from British Vogue into, you know, whatever. And mm. they were like, who's that? Mm. And I was like... Oh. <laughs> red flag. I, I mean, as red flags go, I was like, bro, I was like, I was a bit confused. I was like, Anna Wintour. <laughs> and they were like, no, never. And I thought, <laughs> but, but you're starting a brand in high fa- You know, you could just tell that they yeah. hadn't done, done the, work, the work. Or maybe, and that's not even the work. Because yeah. in my head, no, she's, just, work, she's yeah. pop culture. Yeah, like yeah. She's not even, yeah. she's, it's not like secret knowledge. Like if yeah. you know, you know. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's not a name not. you whisper. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? She's kind of been yeah. there for a while. Yeah. So it just real, It just mm. made me realize, I remember speaking to her, I was like, um, I'm going to send you a list of mm. people you should <laughs> kind of just at yeah. least explore. Because yeah, yeah. this is your industry. Bear in mind later on, he actually asked me if I could invest in his kind of company, which as a friend, like I'm happy to do. Mm. 
But if mm. I wasn't a friend, mm. that would have... be a massive red flag. Oh, like, okay. n- I don't think you yeah, know this industry yeah, or you yeah. haven't done the work, work yet. Yeah. Research mm. the incumbents, mm. work out mm. what their issues mm. are, work out who funded mm. them. I mean, mm. that's never k- yeah. clue. You're looking for funders for your business. Mm. Well, who funded the people who are a bit older than you? Duh. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but again, some people don't know. Mm. And so that's, that's why I say what you're doing is such a good example mm. for how to do it. Because um, people can take notes and, and watch. And, and for anyone who's building something, that is a, a, a clue. Mm-hmm. Look at people who've been successful. Look at people you, who've even failed, mm-hmm. who funded them. Reach out to them. Yeah, I know you funded exactly. this. I know you have an yeah. interest in this mm-hmm. in this, uh, in this uh, market. Here's my thing. Here's how my thing's different. Mm-hmm. doesn't have to be better on everything. Mm-hmm. Just be better on like two things yeah, or one exactly. thing, right? One and already things, yeah. you're, 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 you're interested. Ahead, yeah. Do community better. Yeah. And suddenly yeah. people are interested in you. Um, so I'm, I'm glad. Okay, so quick game before mm-hmm. we kind of, you know, have to kind of yes, get out of here. game. Game, yeah. Always good to have a game. I, just, I wonder uh, what this, this game is going to be. Well, I think I've now over overhyped it because mm. I, I don't think it's that much of a game. <laughs> I'm sorry. Get like, out I here think this is right what now. when something's been drummed up. <laughs> it's always a disappointment. Hey, come on, tell me. I actually forgot the game. What? I'm joking, I'm joking. So, <laughs> <laughs> this guy, come on. So, Essentially, what mm. I want you to do is, so I'm someone who gets kind of criticism for always just wearing black. Mm. I like black. I think black is my favorite color. Likewise, mm. right? And, and some artists are like, it's not the color, it's the shade. Yeah. It's like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, I'm always wearing black. I like mm. black. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I think I see myself as a sort of... Steve Jobs. No, okay. I'm a black man. Yeah, um, the see- black, the black Isimiyaki, you know. Yeah, maybe it was. I mean, yeah, fair. But I don't think black belongs to Steve Jobs. Of course, it's you know, it's. Anyways, so <laughs> continue. <laughs> Tell me the game. Tell me the game. It's not really a game. Yeah. I, I would just want your advice. Oh, okay. Because you've dre- you- advice. That's not a fun game for me. Well, but actually, I, I do I'm not enjoy trying to pay it. the commission, so I, right, I, I, or, or any any fee. So I'm thinking this is a way I can get it for free. So continue. you, <laughs> you, you, you boy. I'm in Nigeria, yeah, man. Yeah, I'm gonna are. get it for free. Yeah. So you've dressed Burner Boy, mm-hmm. you dressed yeah, Dekele Gold, Dekele yeah, Gold. Who else? You know, Ira Star. Who else we've done? We've done a few NBA players. Cool. Yeah. So I'll be easier. Mm. Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that the advice you want? Your style advice. So, so go on. Should I still be wearing all black, or should you know what should Danny I hope? Dami Help. Oh, that's yeah. another yeah. Who's he? I was actually with him from Who Love Island. Love oh, Island, no. I was with him earlier. We, Is he the winner? Yeah. Um, no, I think third place with cool. India. Yeah. 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 Um, I'm, unfortunately, mm. I don't watch Love Island. Yeah. So I, I, I'm, I think you're, I know you're, him. You know, you know him by face. Yeah. I know India. Yeah. She's see, the that, winner? No, she's third place. India's really big and that's her man, Dami. really awkward. No, it's not. I hope I'm not, I haven't offended anybody who's like a diehard fan or something. But anyways, so... It's not about Dami right now, it's about yes, me. Yes, go on, go on, I'm <laughs> So winning. what should I do? Yeah. Like, what should I be, and this is, you know, mm. I'm, I'm really a proxy for all the people who are watching and listening mm. who also want some advice style. from someone like you. Style, yeah, so what, style Should advice. I still be wearing all black? Yeah. You know, should I be changing up? Is all black old now? Do I need to switch up? Like, how would you help me change? You, you know what? You know what it is? Like, I get this, I get this quite a bit now and a lot of friends like come to me to help. Oh, can you style me? Can you give yeah. me some advice? And I, I love doing it. I, pretty, I love doing it. So can but you do it? I can do it, and okay. this is what I'm going to tell you. It's not going to. It's not. It's probably not the answer you want to hear. Oh, but go st- away. style. I don't want. Come this. on, go oh, on. This I'm esoteric. So this esoteric so answer. Come you, on, let me you tell you. Fashion people let are me so tell you. Let me like, tell you. Oh, just channel your energy. And yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not tell even me you. where to buy it and tell me what to wear. <laughs> no, I'm not. A gate, I'm not a gatekeeper like that. I'll tell you where I get stuff from. No, okay. but what I'm going to tell you is not going to be anything life changing. It's just that style is very individual, and you already have style. So there's nothing I can tell you. No, but just give. 
me advice. There's and, nothing and, I can tell you okay, that's yes. going to change um, yeah, anything that you people. currently do. Let me tell you, I'm, I'm giving you black. good advice. Listen. Okay, go, ahead. go ahead. Style is an individual thing. Yeah. Um, and you can acknowledge when somebody has style, even if it might not personally work for you. I might not wear all the things you wear, but I can yeah. tell you, Mike, as founder of the Common Sense Network, you have great style. Thank you have you. style That's that works. Kind. You have style that works for you. So I can see you. <laughs> I can see you and be like, oh, bro, you look good. I might not necessarily wear what you're wearing, but yeah. I'm like, oh, it looks good on you because it's an individual thing and you, you dress appropriately for your frame, for your build, for your job, for the, the impression you're trying to give off, Got right? It. So- Style is very individual, and you have you have great style for yourself. Okay, so, so that's uh, thank you, and that's and what I'll, everybody I'll pay, needs. I'll pay you later, right? But before before yeah. we leave, I do <laughs> want you to speak to on the, the all blackness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Should we be changing that? Should I be wearing more color? No. Should I- why? Why should you? It works for you. It works for you. And when you say all black, I mean you're wearing some combats. You're wearing a cargo pants. You're wearing black Crocs. You're wearing a nice hoodie, and you you've got a black t shirt. You got some chains on. And, and a grey hat. Can you see my chain? They can't, they can't see it. Sorry, sir. But I can. And okay. that's great style. Oh my gosh, can you see through clothes? Is that like one of your superpowers? I can see it on the top <laughs> corner of your, of your thing. And um, you're that's not serious. That's why they so, pay you the So, so, so um, no, all black is cool. And yeah. even in a whole black outfit I've just mentioned, you're wearing different things that, yeah, different you, know, you know, different things that are, are black, but like different shapes and different like things. And, you know, it, it complements you. And so you don't need to change from the all black. But what I will comment on is what is that somebody asked me the other day, what is the zeitgeist? What should I be focusing on yeah. in, within my style? And I think streetwear is not going anywhere. What you're wearing right now is streetwear. Yeah, absolutely. So streetwear is not going anywhere. Essentially black culture. Yeah, you just did the fist. Proud the yeah, literally streetwear is, is black. Streetwear is black. It is born out of black culture. And what we're seeing right now is uh, people from the culture assuming the highest positions in the most lug- luxury houses, in the most yeah. prestigious brands. So the culture isn't going anywhere. The culture is here to stay. So whether it's H&M or whether it's Ralph Lauren or Bottega, wear it with your black swag. Wear it with your, yeah, wear it with your your stamp. I think if my mum could could pull up a seat, she'd say wear more colour. <laughs> I remember she said, you are always wearing black. You're always wearing Why? black. <laughs> Why? Are you going to feed around? Why? You know, you know. Um, because, I, I, you know, and funny enough, I have been, I have been thinking about that. You know, I've got... I've got a sponsorship with this yes. clothing, whatever. Slater. And they, I have someone need clothes mm. that I don't wear. Yeah. Um, Are they all black? 80%. Yeah, and that's fine. As you long know. as you wear it nicely. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing. You, it's easier, I think, mm. to style black. You know, yeah, you, you yeah, can't yeah. get it You can't get it wrong, wrong right? Yeah, you, you know? can't get it wrong. Um, so I am trying to kind of use them mm. to at least wear more color because... If it's not broke, you don't need to fix it. Yeah, yeah. This is quite interesting, actually. I mean, you've given me advice that I think is different to what I always say. People say, you should wear more color. Because when I wear color, everyone's like, oh. But I don't know if that's because I never wear color. Yeah. That's why they're like, wow. Or if it's because they actually like. Because oh, people, what I would never do, mm. is what, which, which is quite wild, is when mm. people like wear like a red jumper and like mm. a red hat. I'm like, yeah. Why not? I, I mean. No, I can, again, it works yeah. for them. Yeah, it works. Exactly. I, I, you get I, it. I, you I, get well, it. Exactly. Work, but you, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you know, style is individual. Yeah. But, you know, it's just very bright. You know, you have some people who are. That's their personality, which is which is cool. Yeah. You've always had great style, of course. Thank, this thank is, you. You know, you live what you preach. Thank you, sir. <laughs> I'd like to. Th- I'd like to think that you know, some people is incongruent, and they're like, "You're doing what?" And you're and you're what? Although I- you do find though, sometimes with a lot of designers, mm. you know, 
they care very little about mm. like what they are wearing. About, yeah. You know, and because yeah. they're just like, I, I make clothes. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. so not fascinated. But no, that's just, interesting. Just give yeah. me the t-shirt yeah. that's over there because that's not how they express themselves. They express themselves through, through what their they're work. building yeah, and through, their work yeah. and that's yeah. their expression and not so much yeah. what they're wearing. I hear it. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Uh, how can people keep up with you and follow kind of your journey? I mean, you're someone who I think, I think on issues of kind of fashion and that mm. whole world, I definitely want us to speak a whole lot more. I know we're yeah. working on, a, on an article about you mm-hmm. and we're going to kind of really make noise about you because mm-hmm. you're just doing brilliant work Thank away you. from being friends. Thank I think you, you're just sir. doing, you're just doing amazing work. Appreciate it. Um, but uh, even before people see those articles and mm-hmm. those videos, what can they do to just kind of stay connected to your, your yeah. world? Perfect. My world. Um, yeah. Instagram, uh, official J E N D A Y A Jendaya, Jendaya, however you want to say it. It's fine. Um, so jendea.official, the same jendea.official on Twitter as well. Um, and then um, if you want to follow our agencies, Jendea Labs, um, that's in the background building that, um, but it's still doing the work. But if you wanted to follow it, find it on Instagram and Twitter, jendea.labs. And then myself, ayatunde.rufi on everything. And you're, mate, you're doing so well. And I love what you said at the start, you know, friendship, the mm. fact that, yeah building something meaningful doesn't have to mean mm. you know all the meaningful relationships in your life dry yeah. up and cease to without exist. them you know they, yeah. they keep you going and sometimes I find I mean I've had some low moments and I've mm. had some high moments of course building things but you know mm. when when something good happens yeah. you want to share it share with people, people. and yeah. what's more meaningful is when yeah. someone interacts with what yeah. you're doing yeah. not doing it yourself mm. like if, if you I was gutted I've got a speaking engagement coming mm. up soon and, I've, and I you know I requested to bring like my assistant with me and I was like, this is going to be really good. Mm. You know, and then they were like, oh yeah, you can't do it anymore. Yeah. And legit, I kind of thought, do I still want to do you it? Do it? Yeah, because, because it's, it's yeah. a cool gig, yeah, but it's yeah. like, I've done enough bring, like speaking stuff yeah. now. Like, I would I'll, rather do it with somebody someone, and yeah. expose I them to that, that world as well. or share it with yeah. them and be like, yeah. no, this is so yeah. cool. Um, that usually heightens stuff for me as well when I can bring people on the team or even people who aren't on the team, but I know exactly. would benefit out of that. Like we went to the Burberry after party and I bought, uh, I didn't get a text from you though. I didn't notice that, but that's uh, <laughs> next one. The next one. And I bought one of my friends, and I bought one of my friends specifically because I knew he'd benefit from being there. You Lovely. know, and um, yeah, I think you know. To your point about friendship, I guess the last thing for me. I went to a talk yesterday. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend puts up on this festival called uh, something about writers. Oh damn, I've forgotten the name. Insert it that that at here. We at. most definitely won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the name. Was it yesterday you went? Yeah, yesterday. And um, Lena Waithe was the uh, the spe- was the person was the person speaking on the closing night it? for London, and um, and she said, find a community, um, not necessarily just company, because when company leaves, you're you're drained. Company leaves, and it's like, oh, finally. But when community leaves you feel full, you feel inspired. So, and that's what those friendships that you maintain yeah. provide. They provide community, right? So, I was like, I like that, Lena. That was a good one. Nice one, Lena. Thanks, nice, thanks, nice for. Yeah. Nice <laughs> well, one. well, keep going, man. Yeah. And we'll be watching and support your journey. Thank you, sir. Every step of the way, sir. Yeah? Thank you, sir. Super. Appreciate it, Michael. Look at that. Thank you. Woo! Good job. Yes. Well done.